So, here's the thing. All of this boils down to three things. Definitions, identity, and authority. What has the authority in your life will determine your definitions and will determine your identity. So let's say that um, if let's say that my desire has the authority in my life, that means that my definition, I will define masturbation, I will define um, exploration, I will define abstinence based on my um, the authority in my life. So if what I desire, and it doesn't have to just be sexual, it could also be emotional and psychological and financial, all of these things. What I decide is what then determines my identity. All right. So what has the authority over my life will determine the definitions in my life, which then determines the identity, my identity. And so if you take desire and desire is a big word, all of us have desire, sexual desire, which is a natural thing, um, desire to do something with our lives, to protect other people, to help other people, to provide for our families, to succeed and accomplish what God has put in our hearts to accomplish, we have this desire. And desire is not in of itself a bad thing. But once you give something that shouldn't have authority, authority, then it becomes an idol in your life. And in our, in our current um, culture, global culture, we are very, very, very focused on desire. What do I want? What works for me? What will fulfill me? How will I care for myself? How will I deal with myself? We're very, very, very obsessed with our own desire. What that does is it overshadows everything. My definitions, therefore, are based on my desire. My definition of abstinence will be based on my desire. My definition of masturbation will be based on my desire. My definition of success will be based on my desire. Let's say my desire in life is to have as much money as possible. Number one, we know that God said that the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, you cannot serve both God and money. That is clear in the word in the word of God. But in our in our world today, we're very focused on hustle and success at any cost. So it doesn't matter what somebody did. Like you could have started. It's uh, you could you could be a mistress today. But as long as I'm in that boardroom in ten years, it doesn't matter that I did this. We have to understand. That's how a lot many people are thinking. The beginning doesn't matter. It's just what where you're going because it justifies your desire that the fact that money is where you want to go and financial stability and that could be for any reason it could be because you struggled when you were young or because there were expectations of you and everything else as long as that is your focus that is the authority everything is defined by that therefore this um act here which is immoral today doesn't seem as immoral because that what i want in 10 years that goal for success or fame or whatever it is makes this worth it validates this act that is against what god says that's what happens once authority has been has, has established itself and you've relinquished authority to something that isn't worthy of it it rules okay authority god okay so it comes down to this if scripture if god is the authority 
in your life, then every single definition will be, will have to submit to God. Every single definition. When I, when I think about pornography, I'm going to be like, oh, do, what does pornography mean? And those definitions are going to come by God's definitions of holiness and purity and modesty and honoring God and selflessness. Those are the things that are going to determine whether or not I engage in this act. The Bible has authority. So it, it enables me to define pornography because he has already given me the tools to do that. The scripture, everything in scripture is, is good for us. Okay, everything is good for us. Many of us don't like what happens in the Bible. And so we take bits of the Bible to negate other parts of the Bible. The Bible is a historical book. It is a true book. It is factual. Okay, that means there are people in there who are messed up, just as messed up as we are. But that doesn't change the truth of the Bible and God's word. The Bible is the word of God. The Bible is a story of Christ. His amazing love. The scriptures tell us that before the foundations of the world, Christ had died for us. That's how much God loves us. Not because of who we are. In spite of it. I sometimes, sometimes That's how it feels to me. It's in spite of it. We are not worthy of God's love. So when you hear a lot of mantras, and we've talked about pretty little lies, you hear a lot of mantras that say, you are enough. You are obviously worthy. You don't need anybody else. You have everything you need. You need to take care of yourself. You need to define your life, your goals, your desire, your choices. And it's really about focusing on ourselves and creating an idol of ourselves. That is the biggest idol in our world today, is self. And many Africans will say, yeah, those are things for, they come from the Western guys, the Western people. Most people my age and under, and, and even the generation just before me, and on, yeah, they, we have the, all over the world, and I mean most all over the world, we are connected because there is now no separation. It's not that, oh, that's happening in America, so it doesn't affect me. That's happening in China, so it doesn't affect We're all intertwined because of this thing called the internet, which has become essentially the way we communicate, and we communicate with everybody. So bad ideas from America or good ideas from Africa or good ideas from America and bad ideas from Europe or wherever it comes from all merge together and we have to decide. We have to be able to sift through all of that and come up with what it is that we believe. Now here's the thing guys. The Bible is your measuring stick. Everything must be measured according to what the Bible says. Anything that is opposite of what the Bible says is not for you. Now, we don't like that. Even many people in the church, we say it, but living it is a problem. So we have to be intentional. Now, here's the thing. Many of us don't do this um, consciously. We don't do this consciously. Consciously, sorry. And I think that's why the Bible calls us to examine ourselves. Yeah? When you're there at the Lord's table... What are we thinking about? Are we just going through our emotion that we've gone through all of our lives? Or are we honestly thinking about what it means, about what taking part in the body means, and the blood of Christ, what that actually means, how that puts us together? 
Because that is acknowledging authority. So examine yourself. Examine why you're in that place. Examine why you are, why you believe what you believe. Ask questions. That's another thing many Christians think is a bad thing. Intellectualism. Asking questions. Ask questions. The Bible is fully able, fully able to withstand every single question you have. It is the living, breathing word of God. A double-edged sword, piercing beyond everything. And that's a painful thing. When the Bible cuts through all of the, the bits and pieces we've put together ourselves, it feels like we're being shredded. It feels like God is telling me to give up every single thing, sometimes every single person that I hold dear and that I feel that I should hold dear. But Jesus said he came to bring a sword. Everything that the Bible says many times is it will cause controversy in our homes or when it's actually being lived out. Not just the way we've come to terms with the fact that I'll just say some things. I'll just say some things sometimes. So we have to be very clear about the Bible. We have to be very clear about what we believe. We have to know what the foundations are. Why abstinence is what God calls us to do. And we, okay, here's the thing. Why maybe is the wrong question. Why we believe that God has called us to abstinence, okay? Because we don't always get the why answer from God. Like, why have you told me to do this? I need to know before I go. That's, okay, guys, he's God. He doesn't answer to us. And that's the other thing that's really hard for us to grasp is that I expect if I ask God a question, he's going to give me the answer and the answer that I want in the time frame that I want in the way that I want. So we give God all these rules and we're like, you need to obey this. You need to obey this. All the while saying that God is really holding us down because because of the because of the the rules that he has given us god is the potter we are the clay we don't get to determine the outcome we don't even get to determine the road and we don't always get to understand why but we do walk in faith and trust and understand that when god says something it truly is what's best for you even when it feels like you're being ripped apart most of the people who talk about um, the Bible, just, just God being a God of love, only love. He's just going to forgive everything you're, you're doing. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. Okay, God is a God of justice and God is holy. Understand if God says the judgment is coming, judgment is coming. We all have to get that. Even if you don't like it, you feel like I think it's my right to live my life the way I want. It's my life. No. It was bought at a very high price. Sometimes an unimaginable price was paid. This price, we can't even think about it. When I ask people, do we ever think about what crucifixion was? I once had someone, it was Peter Camero, and he just gave this great sermon at Saturday PM. And he was talking about everything, like bringing it to the forefront. What Jesus was actually going through in his body, literally sweating blood, and then the actual crucifixion, what crucifixion mm-hmm. meant. Huh? All of that. All of that. All of that. That he went through. We don't like to think about. I haven't watched The Passion of the Christ. My heart can't take it. I, 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 yes. But I think it's important for us 
to know the truth of crucifixion. Understand the price that was paid for a people who smack God in the face all the time. We're expecting him to bend to our will because our desire is what has the authority in our lives. We have to stop and examine ourselves through the lens of scripture. Not, and I'm not saying you can't go to therapists and everything else, but if you want to find your identity, you will find it in scripture. Okay, you will find it in the Bible. Let God give you those definitions. Let God be the authority in your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he cause his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. And may he give you peace. I will see you all on the next one. God bless you.